Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. I'm here with you today taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you'd like advice on or biblical counsel on. And if you have a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. And so give us a call. We'd love to hear from you, hopefully answer some of your questions. We'd love to pray for you here on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. We want to welcome those of you who are listening in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM, as well as those of you who are listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland, as well as those who are listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. We're so glad to see this growing family of uh, Calvary Live listeners, and so we're so glad to be on Hope FM and Truth FM, as well as live here on Grace FM. Just a reminder that those on Hope FM and Truth FM, you are hearing this program on a one-week delay. So just keep that in mind that uh, when you call in, if you're listening over the radio, you'll be um, calling into a discussion that's happening a week later. But we would still love for you to tune in, call in, and then if you give us a call and you're in one of those uh, on one of those stations, you'll be able to tune in the following week and hear yourself on the air over the radio. But uh, just keep that in mind that you're on a one-week delay. We also want to give a big hello to everyone who listens online. We know so many of you, uh, increasing number all the time, listening via the mobile app and the website. And so uh, we want to welcome those of you who are tuning in. We know that we have listeners outside of our broadcast range, uh, over-the-air broadcast range, who listen in uh, from Washington all the way to Florida and everywhere in between. Uh, as well as many international listeners. So we are so glad that you're tuned in today, however you have tuned in. Uh, if you don't have that app, we do encourage you to go get it and uh, just download or go you know, go to your app store on whatever mobile device you use and type in Grace FM as one word and the app will come up right there and you just tap it, download it for free and then you'll be able to listen to this show and all the other great programs on Grace FM anytime uh, over the internet and you can also go in your browser at any time go to gracefm.com and you can click the listen live button and tune in uh, anytime on there as well so however you tuned in today we're so glad that you are with us remember this is a show where you can call in with your questions about the bible maybe you've been reading the bible and something that's uh, confusing or something that you have uh, further questions about. We would love to discuss that with you. And if you have other things going on in your life that you'd like to talk about or you'd like to receive prayer for, we'd love to hear from you. Again, the number is 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. 
Um, here at the beginning of the show is always a good time to call in because we have open lines uh, until those fill up. So just a few words about myself. My name is Pastor Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. And for those of you who are familiar with Longmont and the, the area here, our church meets right in downtown Longmont, right in the heart of the city. Uh, we are at 700 Longs Peak Avenue. So we're at the northwest corner of Longs Peak Avenue and Kaufman Street, just one block west of Main Street on Longs Peak Avenue in the St. Vrain Memorial Building, which is right just at the edge of Roosevelt Park, the city park here in Longmont, and just we're directly to the south of the downtown park and ride, right in that building there. And, um, and if you are in Longmont or in any of the surrounding communities within driving distance, we would love to have you come and worship with us. I'd love to meet you and uh, love it when people come up and greet me after service and just say, hey, you know, I've been listening on the radio and uh, I heard your invitation to come to service and here I am. Uh, always blessed and glad to have people with us. We believe God's doing a really great thing in our fellowship, in our church. We've got a great future and a great vision for what he's going to do in the future. And we'd love for you to be a part of it. You can check us out online at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. And our services are Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. We have a great kids ministry and a really solid, uh, very good worship ministry as, as well as teen and youth programs. And uh, we would love for you to be part of growing with us as a church and and we'd love for you to grow alongside with us um, in the lord so check us out online and visit us sometime we'd love to have you whitefieldschurch.com and we're here in downtown longmont colorado and you can also hear me every weekday at 2 30 p.m here on grace fm we have a show that airs 2 30 p.m so maybe that's time when you're going to get your kids from school um, or you can listen to us on sunday mornings at 10 a.m also here on grace fm or um sermons air at that time as well so if for some reason you're not in church on sunday morning tune into grace fm and you can uh, join our study there let's go to our first caller sherry in laporte colorado hi sherry welcome to the program oh hi pastor nick um thanks for taking my call oh, my pleasure um my question was um when like when we're suffering physically in our bodies and have chronic pain and other issues, um, and we're the Holy Spirit's still allowing us to um, have a good witness for Jesus. And um, is that is that considered the same as um, suffering persecution for Jesus' sake, or is that like when you're being killed in other countries, you know, killed or or other forms of persecution, like they try to try to close down your bakery for some reason? that you're not, sure. you're standing up for righteousness or something. Um, that was my question today. Sure. Well, I think persecution um, is clearly, you know, when you are being mistreated or abused by other people because of your faith in Jesus. So I don't think that that is the case. But However, I think that both persecution and, you know, like chronic pain, these fall under the category of suffering, right? And right. so I, I do think that you could say that that is, um, you know, suffering. And is it suffering for the Lord? Well, perhaps. I mean, Paul says this interesting thing. He says two really interesting things. Now, one of them is regarding persecution specifically, but he says, uh, you know, in my body, I fill up what is lacking 
in Christ's sufferings. Now, that isn't to say that Christ didn't do enough. What he's saying is that I am joining Christ in his sufferings by suffering for his name's sake. Now, that, I think, refers specifically to persecution. But there is um, another thing that I would point out to you. I was just teaching something this past weekend. And uh, I think it really applies to what you're talking about. But there's a very interesting verse in Philippians chapter 3 where Paul is um, saying, I'm going to look it up real quick. Philippians 3, towards the end of the chapter, he says, uh, well, actually, it's in the middle of the chapter. What he says is this. He's talking about um, how in Christ, right, He his desire is that if he loses all things, he counts everything else in this life, you know, all of his, all of, all his, accomplishments, etc. He says, I, I count them all to be rubbish compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And he says, for his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own uh, that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on faith. That that all sounds really positive, right? And he says, right. so that I'm, I may know him and I may know the power of his resurrections. And then check out what he says next. And I may share in the fellowship of his suffering. <laughs> becoming, and that's really interesting, right? So it's like this victorious, powerful statement he's making about being found in Christ and experiencing the power of the resurrection. Then all of a sudden he says, and... Uh, sharing in the fellowship of his sufferings. Mm -hmm. You're like, what? What is that? Like, And here's the thing that I think Paul realized very much, that the Christian life is victorious, but not every moment of it feels victorious, right? right? And so we have moments where we are suffering, and even in our suffering, God meets us there, and we can have special fellowship with Jesus through our suffering specifically. And, um, you know, I think the best passage for you to listen to, uh, well, to read, I'm sorry, I was already getting ahead of myself, um, because I, I taught a s few sermons on this subject recently, and I was going to recommend some to listen to. But in Second Corinthians chapter 12, there's this very interesting place where it seems that Paul himself suffered from chronic pain. Now, we don't know the details of it. Um, you know, I think we can take a pretty good guess at what happened just kind of piecing together different parts of the Bible, like from Acts and from different letters like Galatians and, and stuff. But here's what it seems like. It seems that Paul had some problem with his eyes that caused him chronic pain. And some people think it was a kind of form of malaria that caused the eyeballs to swell or for there to be swelling that felt like your eyeballs were swelling uh, behind your eyes. Long story short, it says in Second Corinthians chapter 12, that, you know, Paul's talking about, hey, I had this great vision of the Lord, but in order to keep me from becoming conceited because of the greatness of the revelation that I received, it says, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger from Satan to harass me, to keep me from being conceited. So that idea of thorn in the flesh, um, you know, the word thorn there isn't like a, like a thorn like you would see on a rose. It's more like a tent stake, right? It's a huge thing. And he's saying, like, it's almost like a tent stake has been driven into my body. It's this, you know, it says a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me, which literally means to um, punch someone, right? So pummel someone with fists. So he's like, feels like I'm just getting beat up by Satan. I've got this, you know, nail in my flesh. And it, it says that three times I pleaded with the Lord to take this away from me. But he said to me, 
my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And then Paul says, therefore, I will boast. Now, that's let's not read through that too quickly. He says, I will boast all the more of my weaknesses. He's saying, I'm going to glory not in my you know, victory and not having problems. I'm going to glory in my weakness because God has allowed me to have this weakness. Why? So that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And then he says, for the sake of Christ, I'm content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so, two things there. Well, number one, we can have a special kind of fellowship with God as we um, go through things that are painful. That's what he tells us in Philippians. And here in Second Corinthians, what he's telling us is that um, sometimes God doesn't take away our pain and our suffering and our hardship or even our physical ailments. Why? Because through those things, he wants to accomplish something really good and important in our lives. And actually, it's, it causes us to depend on him more and rest on his strength rather than trusting in our own. And as a result, we're stronger because we're not in our own strength, we're in his strength. And then uh, the final thought I'll give you is this past Sunday I taught Second Thessalonians chapter 1. And in that section, uh, we see that the Thessalonians were suffering a lot of persecution and hardship. And what's so interesting is that Paul says, as you guys have been experiencing this hardship, your faith has grown abundantly. And then at the end of the chapter, he prays for them. But what's so surprising is that he doesn't pray that God would take away their problems. He prays that in the midst of their problems, they would be strengthened and that they would glorify God through their problems. And I think that's a total paradigm shift for many of us because even myself, right? Like when I pray for myself, it's often God fix this situation, take away these problems. I don't, I don't think that's a bad prayer to pray, but I think the better thing for me to be asking, for all of us to be asking, is not fix these circumstances, but God, how can I glorify you in whatever circumstances I'm in? And, and I, I love that verse that talks about in our sufferings, um, it's not to be compared with how Jesus will glorify when we're glorified together with him. Yeah, yeah, I that is so encouraging. For sure. Yeah, that, I love that. Thank you. I I appreciate that. What all that you told me. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, do you do you struggle with some kind of uh, ongoing? You know. Yeah, I really do, and I um, just um, some really bad nerve pain mm. from the waist down to the feet from a previous uh, spinal um, injury surgery I had, and then just recently. I, I broke my ankle and had to have surgery, and so I'm in a wheelchair. I'm just praying um, that the Lord will allow me to—I don't care if I'm on, on a walker or whatever. I, I just want to walk again. Yeah. Well, let's pray for you. Thank you. Yeah. Heavenly Father, I, I thank you for this glorious truth that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And, Lord, we are that cre creation— we are part of that creation that groans in eager anticipation of the revealing of the sons of God when, when everything will be made right. And Lord, I just join with Sherry in asking you, number one, Lord, we ask that in this situation you would be glorified. 
and that you would accomplish everything that you want to accomplish in Sherry's life, that you would redeem this bad situation, this damage, and this break, and all of these things. You would redeem these things and somehow use them for good, bring beauty out of these ashes. And I pray that she would know the fellowship of suffering with you, Lord. I pray that she would be stronger in her weakness because you are her strength in this time. But also at the same time, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that you would heal her and that she would be well and that she would walk again and soon, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. That, thank you for that beautiful spirit-filled prayer. Oh, yeah, God bless you today. Awesome, Sherry. Hey, give us a call when things are turning up. We want to hear the good report, okay? okay? Thank you. Have okay. a good rest. In, yeah, I love listening to you guys, so thank you. Awesome. Thanks for calling in. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've got two open lines. Give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to James in Denver, Colorado. Hi, James. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Nick Cady. Thank you for um, taking my call. Absolutely. What's up? Um, I feel pretty selfish. I'm calling. I was uh, going to ask for a prayer for my family and I. Um, my family and I are big believers in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And uh, I know we all have our trials and tribulations. I know personally I've really been going through a lot of them um, from employment to just wanting to be able to take care of my kids and be the dad that they deserve. Um, but it seems like I'm fighting a really uphill battle. And I know they're, um, I know nobody's perfect and I know I sin, but I feel like the Lord's disconnected from me because the times I have sinned and the times that I have not made the right decisions. And I don't feel that he hears my prayer. And I know in the Word it says that if a righteous man or a holy man prays for you, that the Lord will hear them prayers. So I'm just asking for um, your prayers and that the Lord may help bless my life and turn my life around because I want to be strong in the Lord and I want to obey the Lord because I know he says in his word that if you love me, you will you will obey me. And it's not that easy. Um, but I, I do want to be strong in the Lord and I don't want to disobey him. And I really want to be the, the father that my dad's deserved. I mean that my kids deserve. Yeah. Um, so I'm just praying for uh, our calling to see if maybe you can give me some prayers. And yeah, James, I'd love to pray for you. Hey, um, can I ask you a few questions? Well, well, first of all, let me tell you this: yeah. you're absolutely right that Jesus said that if you love me, you will keep my commands. And um, but I will also tell you this: you know, if if all I tell you is, James, keep Jesus' commands. That doesn't really give you the power to keep his commands, does it? It just kind of tells you what you should do, but you already know what you should do, right? What you need is the power to be able to do what you already know that you should do. And the good news is that God has promised to give us that power by his spirit within us. And so that's going to be my prayer is that God would strengthen you to do that. But here's the other thing. It's, uh, it's like so many things in life where... <clears throat> Obeying his commands will naturally flow out of, you know, a different thing that happens. And what that different thing that happens is, you know, when you begin to 
not think so much about what you need to do for God, but when you change that script and you start thinking more about what has God done for me, that begins to be like throwing gas on a fire. You know what I mean? It causes those flames to, to pick up. You know, if you keep putting wood on the fire, eventually you'll smother it. And sometimes that's what people do. They're like, hey, I need to do this for God. I need to do this for God. And they keep putting logs on the fire to the, to the point where they almost smother it. Or maybe they do smother it. And they say, oh, you know, this is just so hard for me. It's so difficult. Um, and they focus on the difficulty of it. And what I would encourage you to do is, rather than focusing on what you need to do better and more for the Lord, I want you to focus so much of your attention on what God has done for you in Jesus. And that's what we talk about when we talk about being gospel-centered and Christ-centered. It means that we start at that center of who Jesus is and what the good news of the gospel is. And then we move out from there and let it trickle down and affect and touch every area of our lives. And I, I really think that that's going to help you, James. So I'm going to encourage you, uh, read the Bible, not, and not out of a sense of obligation, but out of a sense of like, expectancy like what is God going to show you because he, he's good and he loves you and he has something to say to you and then how are you going to respond to that goodness it's going to be really cool I think it'll really shift the paradigm on you from being like uh, feeling burdened and heavy because maybe I'm wrong but that's I do get a sense of that when I'm talking to you um, to be to being rather like a just joyful natural organic response so let me let me pray for you, James. Lord, I, I pray for my brother James. I thank you for his heart. I thank you that he wants to obey you, Lord, because he loves you. And I, I know that is something that causes your heart joy. It causes you delight. You look at him and you delight in that. And I pray that he would have a sense of that. Lord, I pray he have a real tangible sense of the fact that just like you said to Jesus, you know, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. I pray that he would hear those words in his heart, you speaking those words to him by your spirit. James, you are my son, and in you I am well pleased. And I pray, Lord, that his obedience to you would flow out of that gratefulness and thankfulness for everything you've done for him. Lord, I thank you that in Jesus his sins are forgiven. I thank you that because of what you did, that his sins are nailed to the cross with you, never to be resurrected, that that uh, list of wrongdoings that he's done, the record of wrongs, Lord, has been nailed to the cross with you, Jesus. And I pray that he would rest in that. I pray that he would receive that truth by faith and take hold of it and, and take hold of the fact that he's justified in you and then begin to live out that, that new life in you uh, in just a beautiful wonderful, joyful way, and I pray that it would really bless his family as well. So, Lord, I pray that you would help him be rooted and grounded in your word uh, for your glory, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Nikadi. I greatly appreciate your time, and God bless you, sir. God bless you, James. Thanks for calling in. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Taking your calls and texts on the air today. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line is 720-336-0897. We have a lot of text messages coming in today. But we have all open lines. We tend to give priority to callers. So... If there's anybody out there and you are like, hey, I've been waiting for a chance to call in, just waiting for the right time, now is a great time to call in. Uh, we have all open lines. We can get you on right away. The number to call, 
3000. That's 303-690-3000. And in the meantime, though, let's go over and look at some of these texts that have come in. First of all, I want to uh, pray for somebody who texted in from Denver, Eli, who says, uh, Today's my birthday. I feel alone. I know that God is good and he is with me, but would you please pray for me? Absolutely, Eli. And I want you to know, uh, I'm glad that you know that you are not alone, but uh, how we feel matters. You know, sometimes I think we can, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater a little bit and, and say, oh, you know, it's not about your feelings. Yeah, but yeah, but feelings matter, right? Like feelings are a part of us. Like God created us with uh, emotions. They're not a bad thing. They're, they're important to our lives. And so, Eli, uh, I think you, it's good that you acknowledge that your feelings matter. And I, I want to acknowledge that, too. Uh, the fact that you feel alone, even though you aren't, let's pray for that. And uh, I just want you to know, Eli, that, um, you know, it's so cool that you wrote in and that you're listening because you have a whole community. You have a whole family of people who, in Christ, we are brothers and sisters. You know, we are, we are a band of, you might even say, natural enemies who have been made into family in Jesus. And uh, it is a good thing. It's a good community to be a part of. Eli, I hope that you have a church family. Um, and I hope you have like community groups and I hope you serve at your church is a great way to get connected and have people um, be in touch with you. So um, I'd love for you to do that if you haven't done so already. But I want to pray for you right now. Lord, we thank you for Eli. Thank you for uh, Eli's life. Lord, thank you that you brought Eli into this world and that you have a plan for his life. Lord, I pray that you would um, that you would bless Eli, Lord, and that truly... He wouldn't feel alone today, Lord, that he would have a sense of your presence with him wherever he is. And I pray, Lord, that he would um, not only have a sense of it, Lord, but that he would experience it. I pray that you'd send some people around him, even today, you know, to, to lift his spirits, to lift his head. And Lord, I pray that um, you, I, I love that he knows that you are good and that you are with him. Lord, I pray that he would feel it too. And uh, I thank you, Lord, that you care about him so much that you, his life is so valuable to you, and I pray that he would have a sense of that. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Eli, happy birthday, and thanks for writing in. We have about four, oh, three minutes left until our mid-show break. Um, all open line still. Let's give you those numbers again so you can call in. The number is 303-690-3000. That's the call in line, 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720 336 0897. Let's uh, go to our next text question. This person texts in and says, I have a question for you. Uh, I hope to hear the reply. What? Why is it that some churches look down on single parents and leadership or, and teaching in the church? So single parents being in leadership or teaching in the church. Now, I, I don't know um, why anyone would have a problem with that. Um, I, I can give you what I suspect might be maybe an issue that, that's not uh, reflected in your text. But here's the thing, you know, as uh, church leaders, we, we want to have standards, but definitely being a single parent wouldn't be a deterrent to somebody being in ministry. I'll tell you what, uh, we have some qualifications for overseers and qualifications for deacons, which are found in 1 Timothy chapter 3. And I can read these to you. That might, might give you a little bit of insight as to maybe why some people are um, in positions as pastors or leaders or elders or deacons 
Now that isn't to say um, that you know being a single parent necessarily excludes you from any of these things, but um, these are the requirements. So it says the office of overseer. So this would be like an elder, um, and it says he, if someone desires this office, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome not a lover of money, must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if one does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with pride and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Um, he must be thought of well by outsiders that he might not fall into disgrace. So those are the, the qualifications for an elder. We can get to the qualifications for a deacon uh, after the break, but right now we have to go to our mid-show break, two minutes time. Give us a call, numbers 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live, and we'll be back in two minutes time. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is a show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you'd like to discuss or hear biblical counsel on. And if you have a prayer request, we would love to pray for you on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Hey, so uh, before the break, we had a caller named James. And we had somebody call in who had a message for James, but of course we don't have any way to contact James. So I'm just saying this. James, if you are listening, text the show, and we will give you the contact information for this person who would like to pass on a, a job opportunity to you. So the number to text is 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. Such a cool community, isn't it, here of people listening to this show and what's surprising is that you know as we're doing the show it's it's hard to know you can never really feel the sheer number of people who this message is going out to and who are hearing these conversations but it's so cool when people uh, call in and they're calling in on each other's calls and wanting to bless each other and it's really a, like a community thing so right before the break we were talking to someone who was asking why some churches look down on single parents as leadership or teaching in the church. And again, I can't speak to what other churches do. I know that certainly we would never exclude somebody from uh, ministry opportunities just because they were a single parent. However, we do want to make sure that we follow the biblical guidelines for, um, for what are the requirements or qualifications for elders and deacons, right? Certain kinds of leaders in the church. So before we went to the break, I read you the leaders, the qualifications list from 1 Timothy chapter 3 for elders or overseers. Real quick, I'll just read you the one for deacons, and hopefully that will bring some clarity to this issue. But again, I can't uh, speak for why all churches do everything that they do. Um, but this might shed some light on 
perhaps some of the issue. But 1 Timothy 3, this is a qualification for deacons, starting in verse 8. Deacons must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Let them be tested first. Let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded and faithful. Deacons should be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their household well. And those who serve as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So those are the qualifications that we have. There's also another list of qualifications found in the letter to Titus. So you might check that out as well. But I hope that answers your question. You're listening to Calvary Live. Let's go to our next caller, Laverne in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hi, Laverne. Welcome to the program. Hi, I just have a prayer request for two of my friends that are suffering from extreme pain. One lady friend, uh, she's got cancer stage four or five or whatever the number might be, but uh, she knows what's going on, but she's just suffering from extreme pain. And then also uh, my other friend, she's an elderly lady in her 90s, and she's got just pain from arthritis and just... uh, throughout her body and she she's just so sad and she's just like ready to throw in the towel she said and so if you could pray for those two ladies i sure would appreciate it let's do it Holy father we pray for laverne's friends and uh, thank you lord that she cares about them that she's bringing them before your throne of grace and in this time of need just as you encouraged us to do so heavenly father we pray for her for her first friend there who's struggling with intense pain and Uh, cancer and complications. Lord, we pray for comfort. We pray for healing. We pray for relief. Like we talked about earlier, Lord, we pray that in all things, she would glorify you in her life and you would be glorified in her, that she would know you and have that fellowship of suffering that comes uh, in these times. Lord, we pray that she would draw near to you in this time, that it would be uh, a blessed time of communion with you, even in the midst of her pain. But we do ask, Lord, for relief. And Lord, we also pray for this other friend who's elderly, has arthritis and pain, and just ready to give up. Lord, we pray that you would continue to give her hope, endurance, and perseverance until that day comes when you decide to take her home or you decide to return. So Lord, we uh, just pray blessing upon these two friends, and thank you for Laverne. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. My pleasure. God bless you, Laverne. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've got another prayer request just came in from uh, somebody I know, somebody who's uh, been part of our church community here in Longmont. His name's Freddie, and he wrote that his car broke down, and he asked for some prayer, so let's pray for that. Lord, we pray for Freddie. We ask, Lord, that uh, you would... Take care of him, Lord. Take care of his needs, his transportation need, Lord. I pray for his need to uh, be able to get where he needs to go, his need to be able to get to work and get back forth to home, Lord, his need to be able to pay for the repairs on his car. Lord, provide these things. I pray that you'd even provide for them in, a, in a, an amazing way through the community of believers, Lord. And I pray that you would bless Freddie in his walk with you and his life that he lives for your glory. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go to our next caller, Sonia in Bennett, Colorado. Hi, Sonia. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Nick. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you awesome. for all that you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. What's up? 
Um, calling for prayer for my daughter. She is a third-year nursing student. Um, <clears throat> her name is Bailey. You'll have to bear with me. We just got back from um, my son's Air Force graduation down in Lachlan, Texas, and I caught a bit of a cold. Um, and she's kind of struggling, I guess, if you dumb it down with jealousy. She's on a full-ride scholarship there, and she's always kind of been dealt <sighs> just not good girlfriends, and she got to come home and visit this weekend. And um, what I see, and she, and she knows better, is as soon as something comes up, she goes into defeatist mode, and her words are negative. And I would just really love to have, like, a guard on her tongue and her thoughts and for her to really accept and love and pray. She's brought home these roommates that she's having issues with. We've prayed on them. We've loved on them. We've fed them. And I want her to understand that she needs to pray for them, even if they're not friendly still, especially when they're not friendly. And I just can't seem to get that through to her. So it's hoping we could all pray. Yeah, let's do it. Heavenly Father, we pray for Bailey. And, um, Lord, you, you know these issues in her heart. Lord, you know what's going on beneath all of these things. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you give her a sense of clarity and uh, a sense of hope, Lord. It's it's just uh, so difficult when we see somebody who, who is just wanting to give up or wanting to not have hope. Lord, we pray that as believers in you, we would be characterized as those who have hope. And I pray that that would be true for Bailey, that she would have hope for her friends, um, but that she would also pray for them, that that hope would cause her to do that. And Lord, I pray just, um, Lord, that truly you would uh, reign over her tongue, over her thoughts. Lord, I pray that as she has these negative thoughts, Lord, that she would combat, like it says in Ephesians 6, that we would fight that that spiritual battle against the enemy who comes against us, the father of lies who tells us lies. Lord, help us to be those who are able to defend against those and re respond with the truth of your word. And I pray that that would be the case. Lord, I pray that where there's jealousy, Lord, that you would take that away. I pray that she would have so much joy, such an appreciation for the good things that you do in her life and the unique things, Lord, that she wouldn't be caught up in, in the poison of jealousy. Right. Lord, I pray that she would be encouraged rather than discouraged. Uh -huh. Just lift her up to you and ask that you would minister to her heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and receive. Thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless you. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Katie from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've got two open lines. The number to call is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller uh, on line two. Hi. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hey, Pastor Nick. How are you? Doing great. What's up? So I have a, a friend. We live here in Longmont. And I have a, a buddy that's has a severe drinking problem and he's contemplating suicide. His son just texted me and said that he was thinking of taking a handful of pills. Mm -hmm. I talked to him about the Lord. He he pretty much rejects that and I just don't know what to do. I just need I need help. Yeah. No, I'm glad you called in. Hey, the number one thing I can tell you cuz I've dealt with several situations like this. If you really think that somebody is a danger to themselves or if they're making threats and you're not even sure how serious those threats are one of the things that you can do uh 
as an outside person is to call the authorities you call the police that's, and that, they that, will... that's what i was that was my next yeah my next well, then uh, I won't plan keep of attack I won't keep you on the air too long, but you know, if this person is not responding to you and they're threatened to take a bunch of pills, he, it's an act of love for you to intervene. Yeah, he's. I've dealt with the thing is he gets drunk and then he talks to me and then basically I'm his drinking partner, but I don't drink. Oh. So he just sits there and talks to me back and forth, and you, you can't talk to him because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hear what you want to say because yeah. you're talking to the booze. So, um, it. it I don't know. It's just frustrating. Like his son doesn't even live in state. He called. He called him out of state, and his son texted me, mm-hmm. and so now it's kind of in my court. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, <laughs> any help? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, there's a program here in Longmont that's really good. We we work with the uh, Longmont Police Department doing a few different things in regard to homeless people and benevolence and how we can help people. And they started a program that uh, you know might be of interest. It's a program that helps people who are struggling with addiction to get out of it. And it's a, you know, government funded program called the angel. It's something to do with angel program. He, if you, he, he has, he has funds. The thing is he has, okay. he's very successful. Hmm. It's, it's really, it's just, I don't know. It's just frustrating. I, you know, he, he, uh, he, he looks at what he doesn't have and I guess, and not what he has, you know? Right. And yeah. That's what the enemy been, wants us to do. I, I grew up I grew up with alcoholic parents and um it's hard for me to uh to deal with it because I I, mean, I just I don't I don't I don't wanna not be a part of it. I don't want him to hurt himself. But I mean he just doesn't you're talking to the boots. You can't you can't communicate with him. He doesn't listen. He just wants to present his point and whatever and then you know, he doesn't want to take in you know, talk about God you he thinks his Bible is a fairy tale book. He doesn't. He has a hard heart towards God. And, yeah. You know. Well, let's pray for him, and then Thank I'll you. let you get off the phone. You can do what you need to do. So, Thanks, we pray Thanks. for um, pray for our friend here and his his friend who is um, contemplating suicide and struggling with alcoholism. Lord, we we pray for his friend that he would have just this brilliant moment of clarity that is supernatural in which Lord, you break through the fog you break mm-hmm. through the alcohol you break through all the excuses and walls he's put up and he sees so clearly we think about paul on the on the road to damascus this guy who is dead set on never following jesus and you pursued him mm-hmm. you came after him you knocked him down you blinded mm-hmm. him with mm-hmm. this light and the scales finally fell off his eyes and i pray that uh, that would happen in this metaphoric way for our friend here, that the scales would fall off of his eyes and that he would uh, yes, wake up and realize the truth. Lord, we know that's a work that really only can be done by your spirit. Yes. Lord, you're the only one who yes. can help yes. somebody to see and understand and um, know you. So, Lord, we pray that you would do that work in his life. And thank you that he has a good friend like this who lifts him up to you, cares about him, tells him about the gospel. Lord, we pray that you would... Uh, you would bless these guys and and give our friend here wisdom with what to do right now to help his friend. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Meg. My pleasure. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. God bless you. Um, all right, man. You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Listening to Calvary Live, this is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air. The number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303 303- 
690-3000 and you can also text us at 720-336-0897. Today we've got a lot of texts coming in and uh, we've got all open lines. We have a fair amount of calls but right now we have all open lines so give us a call 303-690-3000 with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life and if you have a prayer request we'd love to pray for you on the air. Let's go back to our um, call-in line or sorry, our text line, and we'll take some of these texts that have come in, some interesting ones. Before we do that, let me let me say this. Our producer here on the show today is David. Uh, he's the guy behind uh, the show right now, so if you call in, he's the one connecting all the phone calls and making sure everything runs. And David is, uh, his wife is pregnant, and they are expecting a boy and a girl, twins. So first children, and uh, they get to they get a two for one. They get to jump right into the deep water. And so we want to pray for David. Uh, he's going to be out as producer for a little bit, uh, just welcoming these new kids in. And uh, we just want to pray for him and pray for his wife's safety and for um, the safety of the babies. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, we pray for David. Thank you for his work here on the station, his service to you and to all of us who tune in and listen. And Lord, we pray for him and his wife. Thank you for this blessing that you've given them of these babies and that you've kept them safe up until this point in the pregnancy. Lord, we pray for a safe delivery. We pray for healthy babies. And we pray that you would help them with wisdom to parent them well and to lead them in your ways. And we pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to our text line. We have one person asking this question. I have a Christian friend who smokes pot. I think you would say that is wrong. What biblical argument should I say to him? Okay. Yes, you're right. I don't think that uh, Christians should smoke pot. I think, you know, this is a, a nuanced discussion that we could have for a very long time. But I guess uh, if I was going to make it really brief, here's what I would link it back to. I'd link it back to number one question. Why does this person want to do that? Like, why why do they feel the need to take a mind-altering um, substance and clearly they're dealing with something in their life right that, that makes them want to check out from reality there's something about reality that either isn't good enough or it's too painful where they don't want to be present in the moment but they want to escape somehow now in a way you know every sin that we do is the desire for something which is actually good in most cases, of course, probably not all cases, but in most cases, it's the desire for something that is good, but it's an attempt to get that good thing as a, in a shortcut, you might say, right? In a way that is not God's way and in a way that uh, will ultimately, first of all, not give them the desired result that they're after. And secondly, it will actually hurt and destroy them. And I think that same thing is true of marijuana or any other uh, drug out there. Now, I think what sets marijuana apart is people would say, hey, well, you know, um, we live in Colorado, it's legal, so, so you can't say that you shouldn't do it just because it's illegal, which I think is a weak argument anyway. Um, the, the other thing they might say, oh, it's like alcohol, you know, and, and in many cases, alcohol might be considered more dangerous, right? It causes more car accidents, causes violence and things like that, whereas marijuana doesn't. So what is the difference? Well, the difference uh, really comes down to the issue of intoxication. And so if you go like to Ephesians chapter 5, Paul talks about this in no uncertain terms, right? He says, do not be drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, 
let's let's ask this question when he says do not be drunk with wine is he speaking of being intoxicated or inebriated uh, with any substance or is he talking specifically about wine like if you get drunk with beer or wine coolers or i don't know vodka does that now is that now okay right clearly he's saying do not be drunk right and of course at that time people drank wine primarily so he's saying do not be drunk with wine do not be inebriated do not be intoxicated why he says because that is debauchery but he says instead be filled with the holy spirit and then he talks about what the results of that are so as opposed to debauchery it is singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs and making melody to the lord in your heart giving thanks uh, in everything for, to god the father and the lord jesus christ and submitting to one another out of reverence okay here's the long and short of it it's this uh, when you are under the influence of a substance, he's saying don't be under the controlling influence of anything other than the Holy Spirit. And so the difference between like, you know, we might, now I'm not encouraging anyone to drink alcohol, but I would say, you know, it's possible to have small amounts of alcohol without being inebriated. Now it is, it maybe you know, I don't, I, I've never met anyone and I don't believe anyone uh, does the same thing with marijuana. The only reason why someone uses it is to become inebriated, to become under the influence of this mind-altering, controlling substance. So I think therein is the big difference between the two. And so that would be my argument for them. I would encourage them, first of all, my discussion would be, why do you feel the need to do this? And then what is it that you're looking for in this substance? And then here's what God's better plan for you is. Don't be under the controlling force of any substance, but be under the controlling force of the Holy Spirit, which will bear these awesome, great things in your life, which will result in so much joy. And, um, and the joy that you're looking for in you know, substances is really a manufactured and, and fake one. So I hope that answers your question. And... God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Very good question. Very relevant to many people today. You're listening to Calvary Live. My name is Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. We've got one open line. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's go to our next caller, Tony in Delaware. Hi, Tony. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so uh, my daughter has, uh, you know, I think it was around the New Year, Christmas time, informed my wife and I that she's, you know, in a alternate lifestyle relationship. And, you know, as a Christian, I just find myself uh, utterly disgusted by it, and I really don't have good feelings toward her. I mean, I love her and everything, but, I mean, I'm just so disgusted by that that I, I it's you know i feel like the you know the relationship is it's like it's it's tough to even have one with her you know like a real one i mean i feel like it's just i have to be fake with her but because i'm just so disgusted you know just by her job and and her lifestyle mm. this like is what your... do i do as a you know as a christian man you know what i mean how do you it's, I don't even know how to deal with this. Yeah, so is this your daughter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I see. So your daughter's living a lifestyle that's got you. Yeah. You know, that's really difficult. Um, I think that 
you know, this is a hard line to walk. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people listening right now. I know many of them have probably had to deal with similar things. I know I've had people in my congregation who have grown kids uh, and in very similar situations. And what they try to do is love their kids so much, you know. Here's the thing that you can do. You want to show unconditional love, and yet you want to not compromise your beliefs. And you want to be honest about how you feel. And so I think that, you know, that is one of the, one of the most powerful things. And I, I honestly think this is what a perfect picture of, of what, how God loves many people, right? Because I think there's this sense in which people say, well, if you don't affirm my lifestyle or my life decisions or what I'm doing with my body or whatever it might be, then you don't really love me. And yet we see that as parents, that is exactly what we do with our kids. We don't like everything they do. Sometimes what they do angers us or disgusts us, like you're saying. And yet we don't stop loving them and we don't disown them. And so, um, you know, Tony, just as on a personal level, I know this isn't exactly what you asked, but on a personal level, I would encourage you in this. That there's a sense in which as you're going through this, you're experiencing something which, which God deals with or God experiences. This is going to be a way in which you can draw closer to the heart of God as a loving father who loves uh, wayward children. And so one passage I would encourage you to read, Tony, would be um, Luke chapter 15. I taught a sermon on this, and if you go to our church's website, I, I could direct you to it. It's whitefieldschurch.com. The, the sermon is titled Lost and Found, and you can type that in the search bar to okay. right up. But the whole sermon is this. Um, how does God feel about wayward people? How does he feel about wayward people? And what's so surprising in that story, and Jesus tells three parables in that chapter, and they're all on the topic of things or people who were lost and how God felt about that. And the, the topic is really, how does God feel about wayward people? And what's so surprising that we see from this, uh, these three parables is that God doesn't feel about wayward people the way that we often feel about them. The way that God feels about wayward people is he loves them, he pursues them, his heart is broken over them being lost. And that's, that's really what it is, you know. And so rather than being... Uh, let's say, fed up with them or, you know, wanting them to just go away. Uh, he pursues them. And I, uh, I think that that might give some perspective. So here's what I would say to you, Tony. Love your daughter. Just make sure that she knows that there's nothing she could do that would ever make her dad stop loving her. And yet, that doesn't mean that you agree with her. That doesn't mean that you support what she's doing, but you love her. And I would really try to make a distinction between who she is and what she is doing. Um, that what she is doing does not define who she is. That you know who she is because you're her dad. Right. And, um, let me pray for you in that because I'm sure this is really hard. And I'm sorry that you're having to go through this, Tony. But let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for Tony. I, I pray that you would just fill him with that love that you have for wayward people, for his daughter. Lord, you are a God who knows exactly what it's like to love wayward kids and to be frustrated with what they're doing and even disgusted by the things they choose. But thank you, Lord, that you love us and you continue to pursue us even in those times. And I pray that you give Tony that heart that you have for us, for his daughter. And I pray as hard as it is, Lord, you help him to continue pursuing her and to continue being there for her so that when she's ready to step out of this, that she would be 
uh, she would know that his arms are open wide. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. And I hope to walk in that. Awesome. God bless you, Jerry. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. We have come up on the last about two and a half minutes of our program. And uh, I wanted to go to one last caller. Let's go to Patty in Arizona. Hi, Patty. Welcome to the program. Hi. I just had a question for you. I don't know if it's a question or not, but I was listening to the um, own channel um, on TV and stuff, and there came up this ad regarding um, um, you can't take our phones away from us. We're filming everything you do, and it seemed to be like like an anti-police officer or authority type of thing, and I thought if she's out there and she's promoting oh, all of this good stuff and everything, she's calling, she's causing diversity between our officers and you see the officers in new york getting water thrown on them and stuff and it just it just really made me sick Hmm. and i just didn't know you know if what i can do about something like that where to pursue it yeah i'm not sure what you can do about that i know this as christians you know we're called to show honor where honor is due and so that means that until the authorities are asking us to do something that is compromising our faith or what God tells us to do, then we should honor them and respect them and follow the rules. Now, that being said, you know, there are times when um, when that's not the case. And then that, those are the times when we have to say, like in the book of Acts, like, uh, you know, respectfully, I have to obey God rather than man. Now, I, I don't know about these ads on TV. I mean, I, I would say you could probably complain to the station about them. But I think just the principle for us as Christians is that we want to show honor where honor is due. But thank you, Patty, for your call. And uh, I have to let you go because we reached the end of our program. You've been listening to Calvary Live. My name is Pastor Nick Cady uh, from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado. Check us out online, whitefieldschurch.com. We'd love to have you visit us and tune in to Calvary Live every weekday. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.